the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. It is an amazing, amazing time right now. You know, I don't know about you, but there's just things happening. There's just things happening. And it's uh, things in the spiritual world. And then you've got the weather that can't make up its mind. Just all these things are happening. And just a little bit about what's going on with me, I'm just going to share. Because I think that it might resonate with you or, or, you know, I just want you to, to kind of see what's going on and how I can see that the clouds are, are, you know, moving and the sun is coming out and then it's raining and there's just all of these different things happening. There's in this atmosphere, but it's just, it's an amazing thing. And we have to be paying attention to what's going on. So with me, what's been going on? Well, on a business level and a personal level, I think the thing that the Lord is revealing to me the most is communication is key. Communication with my Heavenly Father, first and foremost. I have to be present with Him. I have to, I have to hear His voice. And I have to, you know, be quiet. I have to be quiet so that I can hear Him and give Him time to speak to me. And isn't that true in any relationship? Sometimes we need to be quiet. We need to just be quiet and listen. And not only listen with our ears, but maybe listen with our hearts. You know, sometimes we get in our head the minute somebody starts talking, right? They start talking and you're coming up with a response. You're coming up with a defense. You're, you're coming up with something instead of just really listening. Personally, I just um, had a relationship that just ended, and it ended without enough communication. And I know that part of the reason that this relationship ended, this friendship, uh, well, it changed. I don't, I don't believe it's ended, but it's changed quite drastically. And I think the reason was is that maybe I wasn't exactly completely honest about everything and I didn't feel comfortable about expressing and and just really being completely out there. Or maybe it was and I'm still trying to figure this out and I'm processing it and that's part of the life lesson, isn't it? Is things happen to us and we don't always understand why. You know what I'm saying? We don't understand why, but if we if we take the time to process and maybe go through the motion and, and thoughts, the lesson will be revealed to us in a much deeper, deeper level. But in this relationship, there were things that just weren't exactly right. Couldn't put my finger on it, but just not exactly right. And I couldn't really figure out where it was going, what the goal was, and how to fix it if there was a fix. And so what ended up happening is it didn't get fixed and it didn't go forward, it ended. And so maybe sometimes people are put in our paths for a time. Maybe that's just it. Maybe they're there for a time. As long as we understand fully or as fully as we can as to what happened 
and what our part was in that. So the lesson for me is, is that maybe I could have communicated more often or better. And even when things are uncomfortable, even when communication could be uncomfortable, the results might not be exactly what we think we're going to want, but we really don't know that, do we? We really don't know until we have that conversation. So today we're going to be talking about conversation, communication. I had another issue that happened in the workplace where I have a manager who's working with me and I'm not completely satisfied with performance. But instead of bringing him in and having that fierce conversation and setting the ground rules and having the expectations clear, I just got frustrated and I would, uh, when something went wrong, I would, I would voice the wrong, uh, but I didn't, I, I didn't really take the time, and neither did he, to sit down and actually work it out. Because sometimes it's uncomfortable. But what I'm realizing is, is that it's worse if we don't have the conversation. So the message to you, listener, if you're just tuning in to the Sue Free Show, the message is, is that even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it, you're not sure what the outcome's going to be, you need to be true to your heart, to your feelings, true to who you are, and make sure that your goals or what it is you're wanting, it does matter. And that you need to express that because you can't expect another person to be a mind reader. So with that being said, uh, it took something really strong, hard, a really kind of not so good issue to force the issue of communication and conversation to where we did have that fierce conversation. And things aren't all remedied, but at least we've got some things on the table to work with. I want to encourage you, listener, That if there is one or ten of these relationships where you feel that you haven't really expressed yourself fully, that you're holding back those feelings and those emotions because you think that it's not going to go well, I am encouraging you very strongly to pick the right time. And I'm going to go through some steps with you so we can clarify how, when, who, you know, all those things to help you out in this because I think it's very, very important. And since it's really strong and right now with me, I thought I would share it with you. I brought this book to you before and I'm bringing it to you again. It's called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. And I'm near the end of the book. And right here it says, Our work, our relationships, and our lives succeed or fail one conversation at a time from birth to death. What kind of conversational place do you want to be? Do you want to be described as a mentor or a tormentor? That's a good one, isn't it? And it's a really good question. Assuming the former, what words come to mind? Centered, present, you fill in the rest. And in bold letters on the side, it says, the conversation is not about the relationship. The conversation is the relationship. So now I'm going to ask you, which is worse, not delivering the message at all or delivering a message with a load attached What do I mean by that? Can you imagine saying to someone, I'm not happy with you right now. In fact, I'm deeply angry and my intentions are less than noble. So how about having this conversation later? Or last night I had a series of dreams in which bad things happened to you. They were fantastic dreams in 3D, surround sound, widescreen, technicolor. I enjoyed them. Guess that means we need to talk. That's a loaded one, isn't it? Wow. Wouldn't that at least alert the individual that this is going to be an important conversation 
and that, therefore, it would behoove him or her to pay attention and to show up for the event. Yes, the person might come to the conversation loaded for bear, but at least we will be fully engaged because we have been intentional about the message and its importance. Unfortunately, what many people do with anger is bite their tongues. And that's what I was talking about a little earlier. Fierce conversations fade and die because we don't confess, even to ourselves, much less admit to others that we are not always operating from a base camp of love and harmony. There are occasionally dark instincts at play like jealousy, fear, revenge. You know, being human is hard. It is. The emotions to which C.S. Lewis admitted are natural and exquisitely useful feelings to have. And as it turns out to speak, I am angry. I am jealous. I wanted to see you fail. Admittedly, it helps a lot if you are not screaming such words while pounding the table or pointing a pony, bony finger at someone's nose. But it's human to be angry. And it's okay to tell someone what you're feeling. Otherwise, if you serve up all your angst and fire boiled down to a pablum, you may induce profound indifference. So here's the deal. Recognize that everything you say creates an emotional wake. Understand that you can create a wake without any emotion on your part. Check in frequently with others to see what kind of wake you are creating. If you're not sure what I'm saying here earlier in this book, which I'm referencing, it's talking about a boat and it's talking about when you enter and when you exit. What kind of wake are you leaving when you enter a room, when you exit a room, when you have a conversation? Are you leaving a big, big wake or are the water still smooth because of the way you thought things through before you came into the conversation? You know, you were defined in what you were trying to accomplish. All of these things are part of it. We don't just come come into a conversation with this heated this intent that is so strong that our emotions just take over and it's not a healthy healthy argument it's not a healthy conversation it's it's just batter and it's it can be painful so here's what it says get in touch with your intent be it noble or sinister if your intent is sinister now is not the time to speak if your intent is good it is possible to admit to anger and still leave a positive emotion awake then it's a good time isn't it to sit down and have that conversation Accept the responsibility to be present, aware, authentic, appropriate, truthful, and clear. Going into an important conversation with no intent at all is a risky proposition. At the beginning of this year, when I was praying one time, the Lord said to me, be intentional, Sue. Just be intentional. And so I'm really, really trying to be intentional in in things that I say, things that I do, What is the life lesson in this moment? What is the life lesson in this pain I'm feeling right now? It's all for a reason. It's not for not. Now, if we don't pay attention to all of that, we can still have, we can continue to have these same issues keep coming up and coming up because the lesson's not learned, right? I don't know about you, but I want to get the lesson. I want to learn it so that I can move on to the next lesson and get ready for the next assignment. In the next part of this book, I underline this because I thought this was really, really encouraging because there was a time in my life where some of these things I didn't, I didn't feel I had a right to. And here's some of them, and I, I really like this. It says, you do have certain rights, you know. And here's some that they, they write here. You have the right to get your core needs met in a relationship or at least the right not to have them violated. That is so huge, isn't it? It's so huge. Think about it. It's so huge. 
So you have to know what your core needs are, right? You have to know what's the line in the sand. You have the right to ask dumb questions. That's refreshing, isn't it? It's very freeing to know that you can ask a dumb question. You have the right not to be a victim. Woman or man, child or adult, you have the right to not be a victim. So if you feel that you're in a relationship that is victimizing you, you have a right not to stay in that present situation. It's your right. The Lord doesn't want you to stay in a situation that is harmful. You have the right to confront issues that are troubling you. There was a time where I I listened to the lies and I didn't feel worthy enough to even have issues. Thank God I've been freed from that and I've been healed from that. And I realized that I am valuable and so are you. You're very special. God created you and he loves you. So you have the right to confront the issues. I, I'm remembering a time in relationships where I would, I would bring an issue up and I felt that the issue was minimized, that it really wasn't taken with any type of value. And how it made me feel back then was very small and very unimportant. And in relationships, especially those that are the most important, those of, you know, the closest of families. You know, we we take so much from those relationships and we give so much to those relationships that we should feel valued in those relationships. We should. Don't feel like you shouldn't or that don't feel guilty if you're feeling that you should and you're not. Don't feel guilty about that because you have a right. You have a right. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And this show has been going on for six years. And this show goes from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. And this show is all over the Internet, iTunes, iHeart. And it's very exciting. And if you know somebody that could benefit or it could bring some help or some encouragement, could you share this show with them? Please, I beg you. And it's Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And when you go there, there's six years of podcast. You can pick it by date, by subject matter, by guest, you know, and just share it, would you? And connect with me. You can connect with me. I read every single one of the connections, and I will respond back. If you need prayer, if you have a suggestion on a topic that you'd like to have talked about, anything you like, because this show is for you, and it's the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. That's what this show is about. So any one of those, and that kind of takes on everything, I think, pretty much. So you have a right to disagree. Wow. Isn't that great? You don't have to agree all the time. You can disagree. It's okay. You have a right to disagree. You have the right to say yes. And what's more difficult for me and maybe for you is you have the right to say no. You have the right to say no. I'm reading from this book, and it says, My karate teacher gave me similar counsel when I lived in Japan. In karate, if you aim for the brick, you may break some bones and embarrass yourself. Aim for the space beneath the brick, beyond the brick, when the brick is merely an obstacle between you and your target. It will yield. Aim past this conversation, past these words. Where do you want to go with your work, with this individual, with your marriage, or with life? What is your destination? That's your chopping block. 
Aim for that in every important conversation. And I wrote next to this intent. You have to understand what the big picture is. When you go into any conversation, whether it's uh, disciplining your children, what's the big picture? What is the lesson you really want them to learn from this when you're having a conversation? In marriage, what is it you're trying to build? Trust, honesty, oneness, you know, ministry. What is it you're trying to build in your relationships? And remember that when you're having these conversations. Because when you do that and your intentions are to build on this relationship, it's much more difficult to run out. It's much more difficult to flare up. It's much more difficult because you have a better understanding as to what the outcome that you'd like to have happen. Happen. What if your intended destination changes? I hope it does change as you get older, as you figure out what you are and what you aren't. Life is wonderfully curly, remember. By the way, do not begin your comments with truthfully, frankly, or honestly. And in the comment it says, do not begin your comments with truthfully, frankly, or honestly. It's so funny because my employees sometimes will say, well, to be perfectly honest with you, I always stop every single person that says that to me. And I'm like, aren't you always honest with me? Why would you preface your statement with, to be perfectly honest, aren't you always perfectly honest? And then they kind of giggle, they laugh, and they look down. Because I'm thinking, I don't say that. I don't ever say any of those things. Because, I, you know, my intent is to always be truthful and honest. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? And, and right here it says, that always makes me, this is the writer, Susan Scott, wonder if someone wasn't speaking truthfully before. Just speak truthfully, frankly, and honestly, and get on with it. I love that. So the next little chapter in this is being prepared. Be prepared. You know, the Lord spoke that to me once when I was dreaming in the middle of the night after I had gone to bed and said, Lord, please speak to me in my, in my sleep. It wasn't audible. It just, I woke up and that was what, it was in my head. Be prepared. Be prepared for what? Anything. Anything and everything. Be prepared. That's a tall order. It is. It is a tall order. Be prepared. Now, in the Bible, it says be prepared with the word, right? So if somebody has a question or whatnot about scripture or whatnot, be prepared. Have a reason. Have a reason for what you do. Have a reason for what you say. Be intentional in your life, in your walk in your words, in what you eat, what you drink, what you watch, what you read. Be intentional. So be prepared. And I started these, so I'm going to just say them. I need to keep in mind that being in a relationship with the persons close to me is more important than being right all the time. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? I know. Does somebody come to mind when you, when you hear that? Is there somebody in your life that has to be right all the time? Is that person you? Okay, well, if it is you, identification is the first step, right? I need to recognize that there are multiple truths. I always say that at the office. There's your story, there's the other person's story, and then there's a third story. There's always three stories to every situation. And I always say that because, you know, we can't just act on one side. We have to take in all of the information before we take action. And we have to recognize that there's multiple truths because another person's belief might be different than yours. It doesn't mean theirs is wrong or yours is wrong. It just means there's a different point of view. So we have to look at all of that, understand the big picture, and it helps us, doesn't it? 
When my emotions are negative, the more I say, increase the likelihood that there will be a negative wake. So I need to say less and listen more. Boy, that's words of wisdom, isn't it? So if you're feeling like you're negative, you've got this angriness or this negativity, then you need to say less and listen more. That's really good words there. That really is. Oh, look at this. Be intentional and choose words that are not loaded. Find words that accurately name or describe what I want to say, but navigate intentionally in my choice of words. Our tone, our choice of words, our tone, our delivery, all those things matter when you're having a conversation, especially if it's heated. So be careful. Just be intentional. Allow space for other interpretations. That's very good, too. There's more than just your side. Don't use absolutes. You never, you always. Oh, I do not like it when people say that. I don't, and I always correct it. Because is there such a thing as never and always? Really, I think about it. If I expect a load from the other side, it may prevent me from initiating or participating in a conversation. If I don't expect a load from the other side and there is a load, it may push all my buttons and I could become instantly ineffective. I need to expect nothing and be ready for anything. Whew. It's much better to go into one of these conversations with prayer behind you, right? Right? You, you want to be prayered up, right? So that the Lord is there with you. The Holy Spirit's right there with you to keep you calm so you can hear it. You can take it in. And seek to understand more than to be understood. That's a really big one, and that's mine. I'm just adding that to it. It wasn't in the book, but it's a really good one. And I've learned a lot from just that one saying. The challenge is to reconcile being real and doing no harm. So if that's the challenge or if that's the goal, we have to stay focused on that, don't we? We want to understand the other side. We want to understand. I don't think there's anything more frustrating for me than feeling misunderstood. How about you? If you feel misunderstood... It's very difficult, isn't it? And you just want people to understand. I just want people to understand me. Isn't that right? You just want to be understood because you feel that if you're understood, there's going to be a value placed there. Saying no is not the problem. In fact, it is often the solution. So I want you to think about these things. Write them down if you have to. And we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze just right after this brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the Termite Lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli Termite and Pest Control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreeze.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. 
And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at Ecola 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family too. Learning to Breathe, available now at soupfreeze.com. If you own or run a small business, here's some straight talk. No hype about how you can save up to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on health benefits, business insurance, and HR issues. A company named Simpolicy can provide A to Z services for your employees to save you countless extra hours of work dealing with benefits, workers' comp, human resources, and business insurance. And they can save you money, improving your bottom line by helping with employee management. How much money? Just log on to SimPolicy.com and quickly fill in your employee census. SimPolicy will analyze your info and suggest ways to improve your employee benefits while reducing expenses so you can run your business and let SimPolicy do the drudge work. Find out more at SimPolicy.com. That's S-I-M-Policy.com. Or call 888-980-8150. 888-980-8150. 888-980-8150. SimPolicy. Your small business resource, a sister company to Montage Insurance Solutions. They're called the stealth bugs of the insect world, termites. Every homeowner's nightmare. But a lot of KKLA listeners don't lose a moment of sleep over termites because of E. coli termite and pest control. They are California's leading ecological alternative termite control company. You see, E. coli gets rid of termites by using family-friendly, poison-free alternatives like Electrogun that seeks out and eliminates the little rascals, microwave process for small areas, and their new E. coli heat using clean, hot air for entire walls. No embarrassing circus tent over your home. No poison gas, no bagging your food, or moving out for a couple of days. E. coli termite and pest control gets rid of termites effectively and quickly. So, call E. coli. At 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E. coli, powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. So we are back, and thank you so much, E. coli, Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. If you know of somebody or if you'd like to sponsor this show, get in touch with me, SueFreeze.com, and we will talk. And Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote about asthma and about respiratory issues. And now I have a new book that's coming out. I'll talk more about that after a while. It's called Change, because I'm in the middle of that. And, you know, we are constantly changing, aren't we? So it's really, really, really a good book, and it's it's on the Kindle now. You can get it on Kindle for free, and then it's going to be sold, and I'll talk more about it, but all the proceeds are going to go to human trafficking to help. It's a very serious situation, and uh, all the money's going to go to that. So that's really awesome. Okay, so back to Fierce Conversations. Uh, this next step is – this is really, really, really good. You ready? Here we go. In repacking your bags, Richard Leader shares his personal mantra, and here it is. I'm looking forward to when I can say this. I'm in the right place with the people I love doing the right work on purpose. Most of that I've got down. I like this because it is short, simple, covers lots of important ground, and most decidedly provokes choices about personal relationships, professional opportunities, lifestyles, and with whom and how leader spends his time. So you'd have to ask yourself, is all that working for you? You got that all together? Sometimes people will count on fail us once too often. We come to grips with the fact that the financial value of a customer 
does not counterbalance the frustration of doing business with that person. We accept that an employee simply cannot succeed in this job, and most painful of all, we can no longer deny that the marriage cannot be saved. We know something needs to end. Early in any significant relationship, pay attention to what someone does. Relationships go on far longer than makes any sense because we don't want to believe what we see, hear, feel, and sense in our gut. We don't want it to be true. When you find yourself frustrated by someone's behavior, remind yourself that our behavior, how we show up, comes directly from our capacity, both genetic and historic. When someone shows you who he is or she is, believe him or her. I underline that. Sometimes we minimize actions, don't we? We minimize people's actions. But our actions speak louder than our words. And we have to really pay attention to these actions. And if you're early on in a relationship and you're not married, pay attention to their actions every step of the way. Think about your core values. Think about what's important to you. And if those things aren't happening, they're not going to get better with time. They're not. I mean, you can talk about it and everything, but their core values, their, their genetic and their historic capacity is what it is. We can, you know, change a little bit, but not completely. So pay attention to those little red flags or those big red flags. Just pay attention to them and make sure that your core values aren't being, you know, pushed down because, oh, that'll get better. Not the right think, thinking. Do not delude yourself that if you say just the right words in just the right tone of voice at just the right moment with just the right music in the background, you will rewrite genetics and transform history. Pay attention. We show one another who we are every minute of every day. If the message you've been trying to deliver is that you want another human being to change at the core, re-examine your message. When, when we have these conversations, the next part of this chapter is saying to sit and stay. I can remember early on, in fact, my first argument with my one and only husband was over a parking space. And I'll never forget it. And at that time, we, you know, I was telling him that I felt he should park over there. And he said, well, what's the big deal? And I don't know why it was a big deal. I was, what, what was I, 21, 22? I don't know. I was young. Anyway, for some reason, it was an issue. And uh, at that time, he started yelling. And his response was so out of character because the yelling was too much for the situation. It was just a parking lot space. And at that time, I'm just being real with you right now. My father was one that yelled, passive aggressive yeller. And when I was little, I had to take that on because I was little and there was nowhere for me to go. And I couldn't really defend myself because I was little. I was just a little girl looking up at him. And he was yelling at me and he was upset with me. And I just couldn't do, I couldn't do things right for him. And here I got married to a man who was yelling at me. And so now I wasn't little. I was bigger. And at that time I said to him, you know, I don't need to take this. I don't need to listen to this. I'm just going to go stay with my mother. That's really not the right thing to say to a brand new marriage and a brand new husband. It wasn't right for him to be yelling, but it wasn't right for me to say that to him. And what that did is it caused him to start feeling that I would leave maybe I would leave 
So those words really affected a lot going forward. And what I was trying to do is set a healthy boundary for me, saying that when I was little, I had to take it. But now that I'm bigger, I don't. And a safe place for me to go was to my mommy's. It's not like I had a lot of places I could go. So my mommy was the closest and safest thing for me. I didn't go. But there was a pattern for me and for him that when things got heated, we'd stomp out. We wouldn't stay and finish the conversation. And so the whole reason I'm saying all of this is this next part of this says, sit and stay. Complete the conversation. Hang in there. See your conversations through to completion. No fair starting a pebble rolling and then running when the landslide begins. No fair behaving in ways guaranteed to evoke anger or fear or sadness in any human being. And then exiting the conversation, declaring, I can't talk to you. You're too angry. That's cheating. We don't want to do that. After going to counseling, they said we need to learn to fight or argue fairly. To fight fair. And sometimes we can throw these things out. And now I'm seeing patterns of this in in my children uh, in relationships. There's a relationship going on where there's manipulation and there's yelling and there's, I'm going to leave if you don't straighten up. And, you know, that's really not healthy. It's not a healthy way to deal with something. State your case. Be clear with your case. Understand you have a right to your feelings. You have a right to say yes. You have a right to say no. You have a right to ask dumb questions. And the other person does too. But the thing is, is that you have to sit it through. You have to go through to the end. If you value this relationship at all, you have to value the person. The other person, value yourself. Yes. Have respect for yourself. Value yourself. Have your core values and understand the the line in the sand, the boundaries, healthy boundaries. I didn't know those when I was young. I know them now, but I didn't know them then. I had to learn healthy boundaries. I had to learn that it was okay for me to have them. You know, sometimes we don't understand that growing up. We don't, we don't learn that lesson of healthy boundaries. You know, people penetrate healthy boundaries, and we don't understand that. But as we grow up, we can learn that it's okay to say no. That's really freeing, isn't it? To say no, it's great. Sometimes you just need a well-oiled reverse gear. What this means is do not bolt when things get emotional. But if you started it or you caused it, stay to the finish, even if the finish isn't what you had envisioned ahead of time. You hope for twittering bluebirds. You ended up with a seriously teed-off condor. Sit, stay, complete. Sometimes you just need a well-oiled reverse gear. I was wrong. I'm sorry. These are important words that too often remain lodged in our throats, even when we know they are desperately needed. Then the question is, to whom do we owe an apology? Above all, admit it when you're wrong. And if it's appropriate, apologize. People who are never wrong are teetering on the edge of divinity and likely teetering at the edge of the end of a relationship. The next one's interesting. And when I read it, it's, it was funny because I was like, wow, really? When is it okay to lie? She says, um, I was tempted to invent an eighth principle when all else fails lie like a dog. I do it very seldom, but I have lied on occasion. Shocking, isn't it? I do it to avoid inflicting completely undeserved and unnecessary pain on others and sometimes on myself. And then she goes into examples, and I'm not going to go into it. Where we get into trouble is in taking the high road too often. 
meaning lie too often to protect people's feelings, it's easy to withhold important messages from others, supposedly for the sake of being kind, when in reality, what we most need to do is come out from behind ourselves into the conversation and let someone know how we really feel. You know, when we do this, it feels very vulnerable, doesn't it? Because that other person might react in a manner in which we're going to feel less loved or less important. But it's a risk we must take. I'm not reading this. This is from my heart to you out of lessons learned in life is that it's scary. It's scary to reveal our vulnerableness. It's scary to be transparent and to let somebody know that your heart is just hanging out there and they could pierce it. And that's happened to me many times and I'm sure it's happened to you. But in the end, we've been more honest and real with ourselves and we can look in the mirror and say, you know, in that situation, I did all I could. I expressed myself to the best of my ability. I was vulnerable, yes. I was transparent, yes. I was loving, yes. I was true to myself, true to my emotion, true to my feeling. And so then it's up to the other person. We can't take on more than we can take on. I was told recently that that's something that I do as I take on more than what's mine. When there's a relationship that doesn't go well, whether at work or in my home life, I take on more than that's mine. Do you do that? Is that something that maybe you need to focus on for you? I like to take on responsibility to say, you know, could I have done that better? Look in the mirror. Look at the person in the mirror, and that's the person you can do something about, right? That's the person that you can change. You can't change the other. You can only change the one looking back at you in the mirror. So, you know, it is a good thing to evaluate and analyze. But at the end of the day, take on what's yours. Ask to forgive yourself. Ask the other person to forgive you if you need to. But at the end of the day, that's it, right? You don't have to continue beating yourself up over something, right? Learn from the lesson. Move on. Today's a new day. This is a new breath. This is the beginning of the rest of your life. So we can hang in there. We can beat ourselves up all all you want. But it's really not going to do anything for your future or anyone else's for that matter. Forgive those you need to forgive, even if that means you. Most importantly, you. Because in the measure you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. That would go for you too, wouldn't it? Isn't that for you also? That's what it says. She gives an assignment. Write down the name of someone at work or at home to whom you need to deliver a message. Ooh, here's where the rubber meets the road. Craft your message, taking care not to attach a load to it. Practice saying it out loud. Go to the person and say it. Ask yourself to whom do I need to deliver a message and what is the message I wish to deliver? Here are some ideas to get you started. Could be an employee. Could be your son, daughter, husband, wife. And then you ask yourself, what is the idea behind the conversation? In other words, what do you want of this relationship? Remind yourself that if you have responsibility to come out from behind yourself into the conversation and make it real while taking responsibility for your emotional wake. A word of congratulations. You've deepened your understanding of the principles of fierce conversations and developed your skills. You will be surprised by principle seven. Practicing it will add the perfect grace note to your conversations yet to come. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Check out Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, would ya? In any important relationship, there is no trivial comment. Give to others what you want to receive. Live the principles you are intent on learning. To deliver the message without the load, clarify your intent. Aim for the chopping block. When you get triggered, become a crucible 
a strong, resilient vessel in which profound change can safely take place. Complete the conversation, meaning stay there. So that is one little section of this Fierce Conversation book. And because it's so sensitive and so right now for me, I thought I would share it with you because I learned a lot this last week on conversations. So I want to do a little commercial right now, and it's on this new book that I was a co-author, and it's just come out, and it's called The Change, and it's book seven, one of my favorite numbers, Insights into Self-Empowerment. Top co-authors share life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. Pretty excited about this, and it's just coming out now. And one of the authors wrote this. If you want to bring about change in the world, in your life, you must focus your efforts on two things. First is vision. How would you like your world to be? I'm talking your world, not the world. You can only change the world by changing your world. Second is reality. What are you trying to control that can't be controlled that's burning up your creative vital energy? If you can change something, let go of your need to control the outcome and take action and change it. If you can't change it and there's no action you can take, simply let go and have the courage to leave it at that. By becoming truly observant, you will discover that your mental and emotional state is fragmented with thoughts and feelings such as, am I going to get what I want? I don't like the way I feel. Why is this person out to get me? Why is life so difficult? How come I can't catch a break financially? Your real efforts should be turned toward letting go of such thoughts and emotions. Attempting to drive them away by complaining about them only strengthens their position and staying power. Why? Because that is your focus. And what you focus your energy on creates more of the same. This is just the beginning of this book. And I really would like it if each one of you would get this book. It's on Kindle right now, and I'm going to put it on my website so that you can go on there and get it. And if you would be so kind to give me a review, I would be forever grateful. I really, really need some reviews on this book. And my chapter is the last chapter in this book, and I start out with, Do you love who you are? Are you passionate about who you are? It's so easy to use this empowering word love to express how we feel about others, but often difficult to say about ourselves. Life is a journey by which everything evolves. Everyone has unique strengths and weaknesses, gifts and talents. Knowing what yours are can help when you are discovering what your purpose and passion on this earth. That's just the beginning paragraph. And I put scriptures in here. It's, it's really wonderful and I'm so excited. It's book number two for me and I'm very excited about it. And, and I found a little book called Heartlifters for Women, and this goes right along with this change book. It says, we've spent millions of dollars on self-help and motivational books whose words promise us the ability to be our personal best. Advertisements portray the concept that image is everything, suggesting that the right kind of cereal, shampoo, coffee, or toothpaste will change your life. Even Uncle Sam tells you to be all you can be in the Army. You were born in search of significance. But when you accepted God's love, your search ended. God says you are a woman of worth, fearfully and wonderfully made, just as you are right now. His word also declares self-confidence as false security. Our confidence is in him, not in ourselves. When we rely on and trust him completely, he promises to be our shield. It's great to live a healthy lifestyle, take personal timeouts, and aspire to accomplish goals. But the Bible warns, 
that when we have confidence in our own strength, beauty, or righteousness, we are, in reality, fools. When your motives for excellence stem from a heart sold out to God, you achieve true confidence, not from your own abilities, but from an inward peace based on God's righteous work in you. You are valuable, precious, representative of the one who created you. You have a crucial role in God's kingdom. You are a child of the Most High God, the King's kid. You are the salt of the earth and the apple of his eye. Within you is personal best. Your earthen vessel holds the excellency of power. God, knowing who you are in Christ and who he is in you, gives you all the confidence you'll ever need to be all that you can be in his army. The reason I read this is if you go to, and when you go to, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, there is a uh, page on there that's called the New I Ams. And this is something that I've created for you that will help you understanding who you are in Christ. He talks about I Ams, and he has three pages of scriptures that I have on there that you could print out. But this other section is the New I Ams is where you can go call a phone number, and you can choose between uh, MP3 or a CD, and you can have your voice reading the IMs that have been chosen, and they're in your voice. And then what you do is you download them, and you put your little headphones on in the morning and at night, or when you're walking with your whatever your source is, and you can listen to your voice because your soul and your mind hears your voice. It penetrates deeper than if you're listening to somebody else's voice. That's a known fact. So you're going to listen to your voice stating God's truth to you. And what this does is it's transforming your mind. It's transforming you and renewing you into the new you. The the you that God wants you to be, it's going to strengthen your inner core. And it's going to give you a confidence that only God can give you and a belief system So you can understand who you are in Christ. And this is so exciting and it's new. It's new and it's it's there and available to you now. So just go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com and get these IMs so that you can start this process. And it is stated that after thirty days you will know, you will feel and sense a difference. But it takes twenty one days to create a habit. At ninety days, you will definitely see the fruit of doing this exercise. In a previous show, I talked about habits and how it's the things we do every day that can change our lives forever. You know, if you have dessert once in a while, that's not what puts on the pounds. It's not. It's what you eat every day. It's your choices that you make every day in what you eat, you know, what you put in your mouth, all your senses, you know, your ears, what you listen to, what you see, what you watch, you know, people you hang out with. The thought process that goes on, what you're reading, all of the senses. If you guard your senses and take in only what's going to purify you and edify you, these are the things that are going to build you up and help you have the strength and the confidence even to have those fierce conversations and even to feel it's okay if I'm vulnerable right now because you know what? At the end result is I want this relationship between you and me to be all it can be. And the only way I can do that is for me to be real with you and for me to express how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. It's up to you what you do with that. Isn't that true? It's up to the other person what they're going to do with it. But your responsibility is to be true to you, 
and to express and not expect someone to read your mind because we can't do that. We can't. And be prayed up when you have these conversations before you come, come into this situation. You want to be prayed up. You want to make sure that you've got God right there with you. Where two or more are gathered, he is present. That's what he says. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this show with all that you come in contact with. I really hope you do. God bless. This has been the Sue Freeze Show, sponsored by E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. Cola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. Cola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. Cola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.